Welcome to the Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death podcast. I'm your co-host, Josh. And I'm your co-host, the girlfriend, Cindy. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Let's Scare My Girlfriend to Death, your favorite movie podcast where a veteran viewer and a virgin viewer of all things horror break it down thematically monthly. Welcome to November, the second week. What are we watching? Uh, We're going to continue our theme, which is horror that takes place over gatherings and friends and family parties. Okay. With coherence. Okay, so last week we watched The Invitation, which was wild. This uh, is going to be a step down in horror. Okay, a step down. <laughs> now, this is going to be less uh, concerning for you. Okay, I this appreciate that. This is more that. horror adjacent. Okay, uh, what we got? Coherence is a lengthy one hour and 29 minutes long. Love that. It was released August 6th, 2014. Do you remember 2014? 2014. Where were, where were you? Where were you? In I was right here in 2014. I was living in this house, doing what I do now, but my kids were smaller. It's about, <laughs> that's about the end of it. Uh, 2014, I was getting the shit kicked out of me. What? Regularly at Presley Ridge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Children's uh, Doing home. restraints and dealing with... Um, Angry, hurt children. Yeah. That was my favorite. They're like... These kids have emotional and mental issues. Right. Put them on the ground and hold them there. Yeah. That's okay. how we therapeutically, in quotes, handle them. Yeah. Okay. It yeah. Yeah. But, but, um, but the world of 2014. The world of 2014. What have we got? Uh, remember when the Ebola virus was a thing? Yeah. That was 2014. I do. That was Unfortunately. also the Winter Olympics in Sochi, Russia. Oh. Which, I totally forgot about yeah, that. There are two things I remember about. Sochi, Russia. Olympics. Three things. Okay, what are they? Because I just remembered people were like, they had to walk forever to get from where they were staying to the the Olympic grounds. Okay, people, I do like, remember the that. Athletes were like, it's like a trek. But the things I, I remember the most are American, I think it was skiers, destroyed that bathroom, remember? <laughs> and we got in trouble for it. <laughs> yeah. Because they're like, why did you guys destroy a bathroom? And they're like, oh. Because we could. And this was also the Olympics where people were like, so, uh, all those athletes around the world are just up there. Fucking. <laughs> it's the secret they don't tell you. Was, that was when everyone was like, really? all these athletes are just fucking. Really? Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Um, <laughs> that's also the Malaysian uh, Airlines Flight oh, 370 yeah. disappeared. We still don't know where that is. Was. It's, spoiler alert, in the ocean. Well, yeah. But. <laughs> Uh, Russia annexed Crimea. Again, I feel like that happens, you know, once every century, at least. Yeah. Also, speaking of, sometimes there's an event in, in the world that gets reflected on a smaller scale okay. in America, because that's also the same year that the Bundys had an armed standoff with the federal government over cattle oh, rights. Cow, ranch, yeah, remember? in Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The Flint water Fuck crisis began that year. Still going on. <laughs> I was going to say, and promptly Good. sorted out. Nope. It's still a problem. Mm-hmm. Never solved. Never even officially addressed. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to end my 2014 year by saying that Michael Brown was shot in Ferguson, which led to yeah the subsequent standoff with the police and all that and it was bad it was bad it's Um, still bad yeah people i don't have anyone that was born that year but some people that we lost that year 
Okay. Pete Seeger, Philip Seymour Hoffman, Mickey Rooney, mm-hmm. veteran of the show. Yeah. Last Christmas. Last <laughs> the Christmas. toy maker. Oh, that's right. Yeah. H.R. <laughs> Geeker, James Garner, Robin Williams, and Jen Rivers. Yeah. Uh, and then the new words of that year were... Were? Black Lives Matter. <laughs> yeah. On Fleek. Remember that for like a minute? Yes. And Zoom. Yep. That's still a thing. We still say that. Fuck, I wish I had bought Zoom stock. Right. Could you imagine if you bought it pre-pandemic and then suddenly you're <laughs> Jesus. like, this is what we do now. Right? Yeah, but at the same time, like, <sighs> what was the other one that we don't use anymore? I don't even remember. Before Zoom, what was it? We used to use it and like, there, it's the old uh, <laughs> Hydrox came before Oreo situation. <laughs> but there was a... A FaceTime type thing, and uh, I don't even remember what it was called. Anyway, continue. <laughs> Sorry. Hydrox. My dad fucking loves Hydrox. Ugh. Uh, so let's talk about All right, this, this movie. Let's this dive, movie. Let's dive into the coherence pool. Okay. Um, Who we got? This movie is written, or I'm sorry, this movie is directed and co-written by James Ward Burkett. Okay. He created the story for the cartoon movie Rango. Remember Rango? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, He was the storyboard artist on Mouse Hunt, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, and Baby Driver. Ah, we do like Baby Driver. We got to direct a movie, and this is it. Cool, okay. Uh, It's co written by his friend James Manugian, who also plays a character named Amir. And more on that in a second. All right. Because let's dive into the cast. Yay! So the lead of this movie is essentially Emily uh, Baldoni. She plays M. She was in. Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. Okay. <laughs> the movies I never Random thought movie, I would yeah. say on this podcast. Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. Ghosts of Girlfriends Past. Okay. She's also in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It has Mari Starling, who plays Kevin, who is in Batman the Killing Joke, which is a cartoon movie. Uh, and the A-Team, the new A-Team movie. Okay. Oh, Cindy. Oh, Josh. I've been wanting to say this to you all week long. Okay. Nicholas Brendan. Nicholas plays Mike. Brandon. Okay. He is most famous for being in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Okay. Who did he play? He was that Xander dude. Oh, yeah. Nicholas Brennan. Duh. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Yes. He, yeah, he's a little troublesome right now. He's he's working on some stuff. Uh, but yes. That's funny because it's going to play directly into this movie. Oh. Uh-oh. Um, what if he's Method and he lost himself? Oh, no. Xander. Yeah. Elizabeth Green plays Beth. She was Amanda on the Highlander TV series. Remember the Highlander TV series? Okay. In the 90s where they're like, we should just make a Highlander TV show. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to remember that. I remember the TV show. I'm trying to place her face. Okay, go ahead. She had blonde, short blonde hair. Okay, doesn't matter. TV show, I believe. Yeah. Um, Lorena Scarfieri. Is that uh, Guy Fieri's child? No, let me say that again. (laughs) Lorena... Scafari. Oh, Scafaria. Okay. Scafaria. I feel bad because she's actually very important. She plays Lee, but she went on to write and direct that movie Hustlers with Jennifer Lopez a couple years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. So that's all anybody talks about. That's like, how she popped, I guess. She was like an actress and was getting small, tiny roles and was like, this isn't going to work. I want to have more control yep. over my own destiny. Uh, I've heard her talk on a few other podcasts. Super cool person. Really glad she made that movie, which I've not seen it. Right, because it, it gave her money to do 
better fun more interesting things maybe yes i, I mean I, i'm not gonna downplay hustlers <laughs> i don't know it's probably good I've okay not heard, i've not seen it but yeah, it's cool though uh hugo armstrong plays hugh he was in room 104 and roman j israel esquire okay which is a movie that people forgot about as soon as it came out let's talk about trivia for a second because here's some things I want you to know before we get into watching the movie. What? Um, so this film, the entire film was shot for $50,000 over five nights with almost entirely improvised dialogue. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why... It'll having, be interesting to see. Like they had they had okay. the story totally structured yeah, out yeah, yeah. none of the dialogue. Which is why having Alex Mnugin one of the co-writers mm-hmm. play an actor is okay. in scenes. He could steer them where they needed to go. Gotcha. If they were getting too Off. out to see. Right. And he was like, we need to get to here. That's wild. He could guide them to there. Well, yeah. That's kind of how it works with like, uh, the Christopher guest movies. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see this, not in a comedy. So in a, in a thriller. Yeah. They were actually given certain things and we'll talk a little bit more about this, but like they were given, specific directions to each person in paper. Okay. But we'll talk when so you see the movie you'll understand we'll talk a little bit more about it. But like a uh, murder. Okay, yeah. The crew consisted of five people. <laughs> it was two sound guys, the director of photography, the director and a producer, and that was it. That's it. That's it. Okay. It was shot literally in chronological order over five nights in the director's right. house. Okay. Because his it's wife getting more and more interesting. Okay. His wife told him she was very pregnant. She was eight and a half months pregnant. <laughs> and he wanted to He'd been planning to shoot this movie for like a year. She's like, you can shoot it here if you're done in like a week. That's it. And so he did. And he did. Oh, he listened to his pregnant wife. All right. So uh, are we are we ready for a poster? I think we are. All right. This is the part of the podcast where Josh shows me an original print of the, the poster. And I try to tell you what the plot's going to be about. Coherence. It's uh, one of those mirror flipped mirror like our uh, your next poster over there. Okay. Spoiler alert for next week. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> Actually, two weeks from now. Sorry. Okay, I'm going to say that this is like a night like keeps repeating itself. And it keeps playing out in like different ways. Does that make sense? Like, No, that makes sense. And they have to keep going until they find out why. Oh, so like a Groundhog Day situation? Kind, kind of. of. Yeah. Yeah. But a real short one. Sorry. Uh, you know, five days rather than 10,000 years um, or whatever. Okay. Here's here's what I know. Here's what he knows. This movie is on Shutter and it's on Prime. If you have either of those things, you can watch this movie for no additional charge. Cool. This is actually one of the easier movies to find. <laughs> we've had some we've hard had. ones. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at you, Possession. Yep. <laughs> Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So uh, that's how we're going to watch it. Or... We're going to watch it on Shudder. We're going to watch it on Shudder. I love you, Shudder. All right. Thank you so much for everything. I love you. Here we go. (laughs) Join us, won't you? Mind the doors. Laurie, to dinner? Amir's a total jackass. <laughs> Everyone else still not have service? I got zero. Yeah. 
on the news, you know, they're talking about the comet. Yeah, yeah. Miller's comet. After it passed, people get lost. They would end up in the wrong home. Why? And they keep telling people that this can happen. The chicken tastes like right. tuna. It must be comment. Miller's comet. <laughs> The whole neighborhood is out of power, uh, except for a house about two blocks up. <laughs> Mike, is that door locked? I'll, I'll check it. Baker, stay away from the door. door. I can't stand this. I'm gonna go see what's going on. I'm sorry, but I'm going. Us. See that? Oh my god. This is bad. This is really Wait, bad. Wait, what's the box? That was at the other house. Oh my god. god. Baby, what did you see? You, what, you? Did, what you did you see? see? We don't even belong here. Everybody knew about we this. He told knew. us. He told us. Everybody knew about you. this except me. We have to just get through the night, okay? We are not from this house. We are visitors. I'm crossing all kinds of boundaries. I don't want to be stuck here. What is going on? We watch Coherence and we're back. This was a lot. <laughs> this movie were, this movie was like a, like a like an ogre, like a parfait. It has many layers. At one point in my head I was like, "All right, where's Team Green?" And by god, if Team Green didn't get discovered a few moments later, this he movie bursts in and beats the shit out of himself. Whew. Yeah. This was a good movie though. It's a good movie. It's not I said good because I was like, "Great, nah, good." good. It's a Good. it's a movie I enjoy, and there's things about it I like, the, especially the story and the acting. There's things about it I'm not a big fan of. Like? G the camera work kills me. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm not a, it's a little all over the place. It's a little... I get they were going for that, like... Blair Witch documentary handheld camera style. Kind of, I was thinking more like the Lars von Trier kind of early Danish stuff where it was like, it's all natural. We just shoot on camcorders and it's like watching someone at like, well, I don't uh, know the like fancy stuff. I think it was called the party, but I think that they probably did it to make you feel like you're a part of the party and therefore you're a part of the problem, I guess Yeah, <laughs> you're part of the problem. Um, so Want me to try and sum it up? If you want to. A dinner party amongst friends goes crazy when a comet goes overhead, unlocking all the various all the various dimensions and time at once. The Marvel multiverse. Yeah. If you will. The multiverse. The theory uh, of the multiverse. So, IMDb has strange things begin to happen when a group of friends gather for a dinner party on an evening when a comet is passing overhead. Guys, I'm really good at this. Um, Next. And essentially exactly what Cindy said. Yeah. It's a comet's passing and it basically... And it was like Miller's, Miller's Comet. Opens the door to like the multiverse where every variation of yourself exists at the yeah. same time. And you're not supposed to ever be able to like interact with those but things. But they all do. But they all do because, and I just want to point out before we get into it, because I'm sure if, if you don't bring it up, or if oh, I don't bring it up, you're going to bring I'm it up. I'm going to bring it up what? <laughs> all of the problem, all of the like, let's go over there. Let's do, it's all dudes. Yeah, it was all. <laughs> it's all the dudes. And it, yeah. Until the end, until the end, whenever it's gotten so out of control that like, 
the main character everyone is just like, I'm dips i'm out but Bye. originally it's Amir and he were like, we're going to go down the street to that other house to see if we can use their phone. Right. And then different, a different Amir and Hugh come back. And then the. Then when they all go outside and leave, yeah, there's three people there. They're there. There they're four of them that go out and then they come back. And it's so they're different to houses. different houses. So they're different. And then like every time people leave the door, they come back like Beetlejuice. Is it the door or whatever they enter that like dark patch? I think she describes it as, well, when you go into that dark patch. She it, kept referring to it as the dark patch. But I think at the end there where she's just kind of walking and there's just all these various houses. I think it's just all of them. Do you like anybody, anytime you leave the house. When you return, you might be turning into a different, a second or two have passed and things have changed and been different that you weren't a part of, that you yeah. should have been a part of. And it's all the same. It's all multiversal. It's all the same people right. that this is happening to, but there are different points in the evening. So to jump ahead and spoil yes. it, didn't watch it. Um, They're all a few seconds we, behind. We see the logical conclusion in a lot of ways with like they collapse and they f- start fighting. <laughs> and you find out that the Mike character uh, had sex with Hugh's wife. It's a whole thing. And, and then as that's all going on, the lead character's like, I'm fucking going to leave. Out. And then she finds a house where they've none of that's happened. And they're all still at the beginning. And she and her partner, I don't know if they're husband and wife, but where like they're, re- they're still really happy. Because uh, at first it's kind of implied that they're not on the rocks, but they're kind of at like an odd crossroads. And so she found a, a, a portal or a level where they weren't at that crossroads. Yeah. They were still like in the honeymoon stage of life, he, I guess. It's a combination of he wants her to go to Vietnam right. for four months, but he's willing to settle for a month. Well, just, and yeah, like come his, out for a month, yeah. then you can always go back. His ex-girlfriend is there with their friend Amir. Who she's now dating. Yeah. And so it's a whole thing, but... God damn this movie. And, and the thing is, like, it actually works better the more you see it because you're like, oh. It, you pick up on more it, stuff. It does fit together like a puzzle. And it's it's a little a bit like Clue that way, yeah. Yeah, a movie where the dialogue is basically all improvised. You, yeah, you were saying. Sense. Like, this movie, like, plot-wise, they structured it out really well. And it's all just kind of improvised. So those are, you know, some real reactions and real kind of that intensity and that feeling i think that really did pay off in this instance i liked that like we talked about how they shot it over five nights like Mm -hmm. some of the characters thought they were making a comedy until it got tense and then they're like oh fuck we're not making a comedy like they weren't told what genre what what the tone of the movie was they were told like hey this is a movie we got it all planned out but there's no dialogue written because we want to get your actual reactions to these things so what they were doing is uh, instead of scripts, each actor was given a small paragraph that would tell them what their goals for the, the day Oh, like were. a murder mystery dinner. And then this allowed the story to unfold naturally. We used to do a ton of those in high school. You know, actual reactions in them. Like, I found an example. So when Kevin, the Maurice Sterling character, tries yes. to leave the house by himself, mm-hmm. and his girlfriend Emily was like, adamantly stopping him right he had been giving a note he had been given a note saying you need to leave the house and she had been given a note saying you have to keep him from leaving the house oh and then yeah that was so it is like a murder totally mystery. played out it is where, like a murder mystery dinner yeah that's he, super cool when he goes to the door to leave and she's like no and like refuses to let yeah him she go. does kind of snap for a minute there doesn't she and then oh yeah okay that's kind of <laughs> cool that's why I like right on 
in the plus column for this movie. Right. I really like the the interactions of the people. It's a, like, it's a unique way to do that it. They're friends. Right. The relationships all work for me. Mm-hmm. Just the camera. They don't seem me. phony. Like there's actual chemistry yeah. of like a friendship there. Yeah. There's. I mean. There's a couple like. A couple things in the minus column that really frustrate me a little bit. Okay. Like I said, the camera work, there's a lot of zooms. There's a lot of, like, things are in and out of focus. And I get they were trying to give the actors free reign. And, and again, it makes the viewer feel like they're a part of this night. They're, you know, they're just another member of the party. They may not see everything. They may, you know, have blurry mm-hmm. vision for a second. So. And I think the other thing that in this movie I'm always a little like, mm-hmm. Is the brother. The brother. Where it's like, what is happening right now? Didn't your brother leave that book? About oh, yeah, that was so that random. science book? Like, it, it, there needed to be a way to shoehorn the science stuff in. I and guess. I think they found a palatable way to do it. But it was so dumb. But it's still a little eye-rolly. Yes. Essentially, the one, um, one of the characters' brother likes the idea of a multiverse and kind of studies it and left a book at their gravitation right at their house that they were going to be mailing and they forgot to mail it out and it it was just a whole thing and it was a way to kind of explain what was going on so some characters were clued into what happened and there were still some multiverse there were still some places that oh the lights went out all right let's just sit around here and just like you know have candles and talk and just chill out and they don't Mm -hmm. you know go berserk trying to figure out what happened so yeah, like it did. It definitely felt shoehorned in. Yep. I I liked the box thing. I liked them finding the pictures. I really liked the idea of Amir's picture being taken that night. Yes. Because the first time I saw this movie, I thought this shit's about to get real creepy. And if it they doesn't took ever the, yeah. go there. Instead, it stays in the realm of like, what is going right. on? I was kind of hoping the first would be like this Lovecraftian nightmare movie, which I would have loved even more. You do love Lovecraftian um, nightmare movies. Except not when it's from Lovecraft, that racist old yeah. bitch. Just uh, go listen to our July episodes, I believe. We hung out in the Lovecraft world for a while. Um, but all in all, I like this movie, and mm-hmm. I like the structure, and I like what it's doing. I just... The... Lack of budget shows in a couple things. Yeah. Like, I get the whole point of the camera work. Um, I get the whole point of, like, you have to have the brother character exist in some way. So there's... So they can explain what's going on. Yeah, there's, like, some sort of explanation. But there's not, like, someone there to be like, actually... This is... I studied this for... This is this... Well, M kind of does it. it. At first, where she had you know, read these different articles and whatnot. There's a little bit of that. A little exposition dump there. Yeah. I don't mm. know. This movie, to me, seems... Uh, there's two things going on. So at face value, there's the whole like multiverse. Like, all these different things. And the other one it really is summed up by Nicholas Brennan's character, where it's like, what if of all of the universes and all of the possibilities... You're the shittiest yeah. version of you. That's the Bart Simpson theory. That's what I always think of. There's a real early Treehouse of Horror where they keep the bad Bart up in a th- up in a uh, you know closet up in the attic, and it turns out that he's the bad Bart that he had escaped. He goes up to find him, and he's like this nice little guy up there. Like, hey guys, why am I up here? I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it really is, and then. 
kind of proving that point, the Emily from that shitty house goes out and finds, like we said, the house where everyone's happy. And that's where she chooses to commit murder. <laughs> and she's like, I'm going to try to murder my uh, duplicate here and yep. take over her life. It doesn't really work because apparently she still lives and she calls. It's a whole thing. Boy, and that's how the movie ends on that like, cliffhanger. Right. But <laughs> what if you're the shittiest version of you? Like, <laughs> what if you made all of the wrong decisions and that's where you're at in your life? And you can officially find out. By act, like, like oh uh, oh uh, I took, okay I chose I chose poorly in all the choose your own adventure yes yeah. <laughs> I end up falling off the Statue of Liberty damn it yeah it's I don't know it's a lot and I think that's a thing that everyone has thought about at some point right especially yeah. when you you someone brings up like or a movie brings up or someone's like I remember watching Jet, the Jet Li movie The One mm-hmm. where there's like uh, the a million think... it, yeah it's basically like a million multiverse Jet Li's and as one of them kills the other ones there's so much power between all of them that it becomes spread out amongst less people so they become more and more powerful the less multiversal Jet Li's there are yeah. until there's two and they're like god level mode fighting each other it's not a great movie, <laughs> but I remember watching it and thinking, but it's, like, it is relevant in this conversation. Uh, yes. What if I'm in the multiverse and I'm like the shitty version. I'm like the first version. Or I'm the boring like, version of where me. I, where I go to run up and I trip, fall, and hit my head on the concrete, and that's how I'm yeah. out. Yeah, that's me. It is what it is. <laughs> I, I don't think you can archive this. For at sure all. not. There's no nudity, <laughs> there's no great oration. Um, this is a. It isn't even really a fantasy world. Like, this is an end of like a '90s independent movie. It's basically yeah. just a group of people at a party talking, and then tense things kind of happen. But the tense things are like people banging on doors. Exactly. Like, like it's not. Yeah. It's, there's nothing crazy. I can. It's stuff you can handle for sure. Yeah. Um, trivia. Hit me wise, up, Sarah. I figured there was a, a little bit there. Um, the director said that the hardest part of making this movie was keeping everyone quiet. Since there were so many people, they all just wanted uh, to and talk. they all wanted to talk over top of each other. Yeah. And unlike Robert Altman, who mic'd everyone, they didn't have that option because it was a fifty thousand dollars movie. Right, right. So they were just having to capture sound in the moment. And boy, oh boy, they they did a really good job. Like there was no point where I can't understand what is happening, um, story wise, with the characters, even when they're yeah. arguing. So they they success. Um, they did say that the reason the cameras were so shaky was not so much a stylistic choice as it was giving the actors freedom to go anywhere they wished. So they okay. didn't block anything either. Okay. So it was shaky because they were trying to keep up with wherever they yeah, like wherever they it went. Basically just did I'm assuming probably one take. Okay. Maybe two. Because after that they would the actors would kind of figure out what was happening. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um and some scenes were reshot six months later and uh, Lorraine uh, Scafaria the Lee character had changed her hair during that time, so they just spend $8,000 getting a wig that matched her original oh. hair, which was as okay. much of the budget as the original shoot. Oh, damn. <laughs> wow. Good job. So there you go. And we talked about how he had made this movie in five days. Yes. Based on the fact that his wife said you could shoot it here as long as you do it. In, in five days. Because we're going to have a baby anytime now. Yes. So the scenes where Emily is searching the different houses... Okay. Right? She's going around looking in the windows and whatnot. Yeah, it's filmed um, very wonkily. Yeah. 
Why? His wife was having birth in the house. <laughs> so they had to be They were outside. having a home birth. Oh my so gosh, while they this were upstairs dude could not have that, had worse timing. They were just kind of like shooting her walking past the window and having the actors reset some stuff downstairs and cutaways. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because she was upstairs. Yeah, Give, literally bringing life into this earth. So there you go. Having her own dimensional moment. Um, did you like this movie? I did like this movie. Uh, I thought it was really fun, and it is a movie I could watch again because, to, like you said, to pick up on all the different clues and stuff. The 75-year-old would not be able to follow this at all. I think, I think, the teenager would like it. I think he hmm. might like it. It's yeah, short enough, so. and it's kind of his style. Uh, definitely not the 11-year-old. He would still somehow find it scary. Correct. He doesn't like the tension. It would be, an, um, it would be too much. I... Okay, here's the thing. I have seen this movie twice mm-hmm. now. I liked this movie more the second viewing. I'm not going to say it's like one of my favorite movies. I'm not going to say it's like a movie that's important. But it was more enjoyable the second but time around. I enjoyed around. it more knowing what was happening. So okay. I could kind of see like, oh. That's okay, what that was. Yeah, all right. Because like, I think the first time you watch it, like anytime you watch a movie where it's a puzzle, mm-hmm. you're just watching it and you're kind of accepting things as they come in. Right, you're not and then looking you're trying for to put them together after the fact. Gotcha. Watching it again with all the puzzle pieces, I was like, "Oh, this is clever." Pretty damn sweet. I'm a fan. What are we watching next week? Um, <laughs> uh, we're gonna watch Get Out. Get Out. Oh, I have not seen that one. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah a, there's a lot I haven't seen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. So yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna watch Get Out and. Um, I'm actually pretty excited for this, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> All right. Well, until next time. I'm Josh. And I'm Cindy. And I'm still his girlfriend. Get out of the house.